Hey friends! Welcome to the official curtain raiser for Business and Art South Africa's 25-year celebration. Advocating for the value of arts, culture and creativity in society goes hand-in-hand hand with engendering a broader understanding of the role the arts can play within the social-economic framework. Since inception, Barca has lit fires beneath the notion of cross-sector partnerships. So, in curating Barca's 25th anniversary program, the aim was both to celebrate that past and also to work towards securing and shaping a better future. Right now, let me introduce debate diva Rory Sang Tandekiso. I'm excited to have an awesome conversation around the legacy of Basa and us celebrating 25 years. And to help me have this conversation today is the current chair. Um, I'm speaking about Zingisa Mokaba. Um, uh, also joining us on the line is a former chair of Shemaine. And I always say this, we, we usually are the girls with the big hair <laughs> in the conversation. She also joins us today. And of course, Deputy uh, Chair Mandy um, is also joining us in the conversation. And um, I'm excited. Ladies, how are you? We are fabulous. Thank you for asking. Good to see you. Maybe Mandy, let me start with you. Let's speak a little bit about Basa, your contribution and, and how your relationship with Basa started. Tell us about yourself. Well, I had the honor of serving on the Basa board for a full 12 years and only stepped oh. down last year. Um, virtually overstayed my welcome, but that was at the request of our former chair, Charmaine. And the last two terms, I also served as deputy chair. So I've had a long history with Baza, literally from its early days, not in those years as, as a um, board member, but because of my direct involvement in the arts and corporate space as head of sponsorships for Standard Bank. So I think you, you, you are obviously in a very unique space where um, I guess the premise of what Baza is about is about bringing these two worlds together. You kind of played in, in both of them. So I'm looking forward to having a conversation with you just on maybe some of your takings, some of your learnings, and, and maybe what you see is as a, as a way forward uh, for Basa in the next 25 years. I can't wait for us to reach 50. It's going to be great. But for now, let's celebrate those 25. Um, also joining us on the line is Shameng. Shameng, you good? Thank you, uh, Rorisang. I'm, I'm very good, thank you. I'm excited to be here, and it is quite a milestone. Charmaine, let me ask you this. I mean, obviously, your involvement within BASA, chairing, and probably one of the most difficult times. Tell me how your involvement was with BASA, just a little bit about your role that you played and still play uh, within the structure. Uh, my introduction to BASA was in 2017, actually. Very, um, uh, It was the previous chair, and that's telling of how previous chairpersons actually wants to ensure the success and legacy of boss at that stage was going through a bit of a challenging phase and he went they could do with your leadership uh, especially yeah. in the phase they actually find themselves in and i go like is it the banking association and his response to me was no it's business in our south africa and they support artists and i was okay that's fabulous i have the greatest respect for artists and what they bring in terms of emotions and feelings and giving back to the, um, to the world, actually. And that's how I landed here. And I'm very grateful um, for that opportunity uh, to yeah. be able to serve. We're, we're grateful that you, you, you took the heed to the call. Incoming chair, <laughs> um, Zingisa, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? We're excited. Um, you're obviously stepping in uh, as the new chair 
how did this love relationship begin? Um, so I joined the board about three, four years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I think like Charmaine, I wasn't aware of Basa, but I had interfaced with it, not knowing what it was and its role. Um, yeah. Through the Josie Arts Festival, which uh, is was actually started by a friend of mine, uh, and has been running, I think, for 10 years now. So I used to be a regular attendant at the Josie Arts Festival and the um, the Turbine Art Fair and those and those things. And of course, the Standard Bank jazz, Joy of Jazz, right? So you you know, you, it's been around you, but somehow we never looked behind what it was. And so it's exciting. It was exciting for me to be part of um, things that had fed my soul for so long. Uh, and to contribute to in whatever way that I could uh, to taking that forward. Yeah, absolutely amazing. We're grateful and we're excited uh, for the future <laughs> and what is to come. Ladies, I remember when I turned 25, um, it's, it's a bit of a while ago. Um, but I think the biggest conversation I had with myself when turning 25 was a very reflective one. It's like, I thought I was going to be a millionaire by now. I thought I was going to have <laughs> a husband and children and then you kind of sit back and you go okay this is who I am uh, this is the work that I've done this is how I've grown myself um, what's next um, and I kind of feel like buses in the same space where it's been 25 years of doing amazing work highs and lows I mean Charmaine just mentioned that when she joined in it was a bit of a rush patch you know things were not all that great but within these learnings and these different phases that we've gone through um, maybe let me bounce it off to, 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 to Mandy. Mandy, what's your take? What do you think the future holds for us? Uh, can we take these learnings? Can we take these moments, these milestones, and, and sort of catapult ourselves into the future with them? Most certainly. Um, mm-hmm. I think one, if one looks at the arts world in South Africa, uh, yeah. overall, 25 years is a pretty long a legacy uh, yeah. to have achieved what Baza has achieved uh, up until now. It has always also developed significantly in the 25 years. It's certainly by no means the original Baza that was founded in 97. Um, yeah. So I have no doubt that from here on moving into the future, that yeah. there will be many exciting developments uh, certainly more challenges. There are yeah. always challenges in the arts and culture. <laughs> they certainly never leave us behind. And yeah. they're not only financial, although that certainly is always a key challenge. So, yes, yeah. I think we should all look forward to what the next 25 years may bring and what Baza can contribute the world of arts and culture and artists in this environment. Beautiful. I love that. Uh, Mandy, you mentioned something so important. Charmaine, I'm going to bounce it off to you, um, particularly because you were steering the ship in probably um, the hardest season for, for artists, for the arts and culture space, um, for the globe. COVID, you know, it hit. We were all unprepared, uh, different sectors. And of course, you know, a sector or an industry that was definitely, that took a hard knock, was that art and culture. There were no spaces for people to perform, to do the things that they love to do. Um, 
what was that like firstly <laughs> steering the ship in that time and and what is what was the learning um Rosang before I answer your question I just want to take the opportunity to acknowledge Mary um Mary Slack because she was a female that actually founded Barza and it is as oh, a result nice. of a vision that we actually sit here celebrating mm-hmm. 25 years and I think she'd yeah. be very excited and I think just being women on this platform um she would be very excited because she also co-founded Wipold which is the first women-owned business that was listed on the JSE so and she was the first chairperson and i was the second female chairperson on this board and mandy deputy so in between we'd had a fair amount of males that 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 steered this particular ship going back to your question covid was mm. tough and for me covid is a swear word but in addition to being a servant leader i'm also a fixer i actually come alive in challenging situations so i remember it like yesterday mandy ashraf and i get into the room to go hey this is challenging people are suffering what can we do to lighten the load and support them because you may know and most people in bosnia know we do not give individual grants our grants are as a result of collaborative relationships with business and the creative sector so we go yeah. into the room and go people are suffering we have the grant funding what can we do to repurpose it and that was the conversation yeah. mandy ashraf and i and immediately we said we're going to utilize it to be able to support lives um sure. and ashraf said well i'm going to implement and see how best we do it next day we had a plan uh, ch- chatted to the board and informed them and the whole goal rory sung was yeah. how do we utilize our resources to make a difference especially in the sector because it's a gig economy and everything was shut down so it's about just yeah. finding a way to make a difference and the beauty of having done that that's one small exercise that helped 170 sure. people then we had local governments mm-hmm. and national governments yeah. ask bozo who does not disperse grants because of the effectiveness and the decisive action to help disperse 50 million rand so it's an action between a collective decision between Mandy Ashraf and I has actually created a bigger platform to be able to disperse funds that would not have otherwise happened so i'm very Definitely. proud of the fact that bazaar just didn't go we'll hold on to the funds until covid is over but made a plan to fix it and i'm very yeah. grateful to the bazaar team under the leadership of Ashraf Savanna she went to the IDC and got some funding and we gave medical support for people that was in need of it so we did things differently to genuinely make a difference could we have done more yes but the resources are always limited we can't help everybody but we tried where we could mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that was yeah we tried to make a difference and i think we have it was tough yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah during the tough time the marketing team the hey rain campaign actually served as online therapy so it's about finding things that's going to actually help lighten the load and just mm. just elevate the feeling of yeah. hopelessness so i think we did yeah. the team did well and thank you yeah. mandy and everybody else <laughs> <laughs> and i think it's so important that you mentioned that is, is, is that i think a lot of times people would find themselves within the creative space often felt they, they often feel forgotten it's almost like everybody else's life is moving on and here you are you're a creative you're in the arts and culture spaces we call you when we need you to entertain us 
we, we call you when we need you to jump on the stage and do something really cool so we can clap and, you know, and our lives go on. So I think, firstly, commend your team um, for, for, for doing such incredible work. Uh, Zinus, I'm going to come to you. And, and, and the reason why I almost want to link the two, um, you know, what Shemaine just said and, and coming to you is that COVID seems like it's over. And I agree with you, there's a swear word. <laughs> it seems like it's over. Uh, but the ripple effect, um, I think, is, is one that, as, as a country, we're going to feel for, for a long time. Is this something you're conscious of stepping into um, as chair of BASA that, you know, we still have this global pandemic that is hovering over us and it's still our reality? What are your thoughts? Absolutely. I mean, it's no way that I can ignore, that anybody can ignore the impact of COVID and how we respond no. to it going forward, right? Um, you asked Mandy, what are the learnings? The learnings... Um, are that we do move forward. We do. So COVID has presented for us both a crisis and an opportunity. The fact that we're mm. even having this webinar shows us there are different ways to consume um, art, to interact uh, and to engage. And now we're in a space that says audiences are now location agnostic. And so how we prepare, consume and um repurpose our content uh, has to require new ways of thinking. And I guess that's the opportunity you were saying that 25 for you was a reflective year. It's, it's the opportunity yeah. that I sit with in both a challenge and an opportunity. Uh, and I must paraphrase Nick Benadel who says, <laughs> you know, an organization is in trouble when it is stuck, when it, it's stuck in its past. It lords its history more than it looks at its future, right? So True. if we're not strategic so um, in, in looking at what does the next 25 years and beyond look like and what does, if COVID is with us forever, how do we what then... What does that mean? Exactly. What does it mean? How do we keep going? And how do we contribute um, and redefine what purpose and impact looks like? Uh, so that is the challenge um, and the opportunity that I think we're facing right now. Absolutely. I think that's so important. Um, imagine we've, we've got to come to a place in our lives where we have to consider uh, that um, a pandemic, particularly this one or any other, can come and shift the way we do things. And you're quite right. We, we're not learning how to move with the times and the different things we find ourselves in. We are in danger of, of, of losing the very thing that we wanted to protect. I want to speak about the BASA Awards. Mandy, um, do they look <laughs> like they used to look all those years ago? What has changed over the years with the BASA Awards? Well, uh, first of all, since inception, the annual BASA Awards have become a highlight on the cultural calendar, both for the arts but even more importantly for business, as it is this recognition uh, of the role of, of business in developing the arts that has such major impact. The key yeah. attraction, of course, has always been the selection of very innovative and diverse venues that are found each year. It's never held in the same venue. Um, no. Casting my mind back to venues that really stood out in the earlier years, I think it was probably early 2000 or so, 
for instance, it was held at Park Station. Now, anybody would go horror, <laughs> Park Station. Park Station, I, I'm horror now. <laughs> but it was held in the, in the old blue room downstairs, which was a very uh, swish restaurant in its day. Of course, it needed a lot of work and effort to turn <laughs> it into, into a, a memorable space. But the overall impact of the venue was really yeah. significant, unforgettable. And guests came in their droves. Uh, yeah. Then, of course, uh, something that is all still mentioned by attendees, participants, recipients, the 20th anniversary not so long ago, which was yeah. held for the first time as an outdoor event and um, a daytime event in the beautiful uh, surroundings of Nyrox Sculpture Park. And then also, yeah. let's not forget, we were talking about the pandemic that hit us the last two years. The pandemic forced Baza into a virtual space, inevitably. Yeah. And last year's 2020 awards uh, ceremony outshone any other virtual event. And I'm talking about events, not only Baza's <laughs> events, but generally. Proof of just mm -hmm. how adaptable the team can, in fact, be and still turn out exceptional events. So yeah. yes, the Baza Awards have become embedded in Baza and in the cultural uh, domain in, in South yeah. Africa. I think one of the most important aspects though is apart from the actual event, it has, be, it has been very encouraging to see the change in the diversity of entrants where in earlier years, it was pretty much the big corporates dominating the limelight. And, yet, and now the focus has shifted. And in many instances, the smaller participants, participants business participants, have overtaken the heavy hitters, which is that's most amazing. encouraging. Yeah. I think that speaks to a future. That right there tells you that... Uh, there's still a lot in store for us. But the minute you start seeing those kind of changes, so I mean, let me bring you in here a little bit. Um, I, I almost want to speak about the sector and the creative space or the arts and culture space. Um, do you feel that 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 Barca was necessary and continues to be necessary uh, to stabilize this industry, to stabilize the sector, uh, a sector like I said a little bit earlier on that often gets forgotten, um, overlooked. You know, Mandy mentioned a little bit earlier on, um, you know, it's flooded with different kinds of problems, financial problems being at the top of, of, of the list. But do you feel an organization like BASA is needed and is necessary um, as a voice, um, as, a, as a big brother or a big sister uh, for anybody who finds themselves within the arts and culture space? such an easy question to answer. It's a resounding yes. <laughs> Yeah. Tell That's me why. Why, yes. why is it resounding yes? Because Basel, I mean, and, and Mandy's had history and she's spoken about the awards and things. It's, they're so anchored in helping advocate social cohesion, um, demonstrating what artists could possibly do in everything that they touch. You know, yeah. if you look at the awards, if you look at the, the programs, 
The programs are aimed at providing a service to people that I need to be able to commercialize their businesses. Um, so, so Baza does meaningful work in impacting not just individuals, but the country as a whole. I mean, what are our three threats? Poverty, unemployment, mm-hmm. and inequality, which has many faces. And I think Baza moving has done so and moving forward has such a vital role to play to ensure artists and and Mandy made such a beautiful comment where she said it's so beautiful to see the diversity of new entrants it would be so beautiful to see a program in collaboration with organizations that forces their members especially the big corporates to utilize part of their spend for emerging artists and not just utilize um be creative agencies, if that makes sense. And to be able that to drive that, if that, if you can get that right, what do we do? We play a vital role in, in getting emerging artists recognized, in getting them to build a CV, but more importantly, get an income. And I mean, that's our role, right? To mm-hmm. showcase talent and give them the opportunity to get an income okay. and also just get them repeat work. That would be. A project if we just throw into it and it's it's possible what we need to mm-hmm. every space it has political agendas the 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 tool is to listen to every flippant stakeholder because everybody has a view and opinion remove yourself and then go what do i do to make this happen and trust me mm-hmm. as soon as you give direction to the team as ashraf savannah to me with the t and madeleine they know how to run with it. Implementation yeah. is their strength. Yeah, yeah. And most businesses um, suffer with that. Sorry. Yeah. Which is true. I think it's easy to say. <laughs> we want to do good. We want to bring change. But when it comes to uh, putting things into place, and I think FAS has definitely done well over the years. Um, uh, and I speak as, as a creative that, you know, the many opportunities. You said repeat. And I almost wanted to put it in bold across the screen because I think, Oftentimes, we can say um, it, <laughs> you know, um, that 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 your 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 artist. It's almost like you're great, but what's my repeat power? If I were to call it that, you know, can I build a business? Can I sustain myself? Can I make a living from what I love to do and what I'm good at doing? Uh, Zingis, I want to bring you in here. Um, maybe just forecasting to the future. Uh, like I said earlier on, Mandy mentioned that um, you know your emerging artists are really struggling and there's, there's many different obstacles that they face outside of the financial constraints. Uh, what do you think are, are some of the, the big hindrances um, to maybe corporate or the commercial space or businesses recognizing or seeing the power that lies within art and culture uh, and maybe even the, the, the difficulties and that the artists themselves face? What do you think outside of money? Because I think usually that's usually the conversation. We don't have money. We need money. <laughs> Pay us our invoices. That's usually the fight. But there's got to be more, surely. Uh, and maybe moving forward in the next 25 years, how do we aim to look at those other sectors that maybe oftentimes are overlooked? Sure, that's a big one. Um, I mean, money is always going to be a problem, right? Particularly yeah. given our context. And as Charmaine says, if we have poverty, unemployment, and inequality, you, we'll never take money out of the, the conversation. Uh, And I think the challenge then becomes an issue of sustainability, right? 
because you can't always be making the same plea request. You need to move forward and grow. And I think Barca has been doing a lot of work in trying to capacitate artists to see their businesses, not just creative, but as businesses, as, as contributing to the economy in some way or another. Uh, and in seeking sustainability, for me, it is how do we then package the content, whether it be design, musical, visual, um, whatever, in a way that it attracts both seed funding. So we move away from CSI funding to, mm. to, to mainstream strategic funding. How do we get corporate? to see the sector as a key collaborator in, in, in telling the South African and or African story. And we are producing a lot of multinationals in the banking sector and the telecom space. We are not just South African based. And there's an opportunity in that to say, how do we identify as South African grown multinationals who have footprints um, in other parts of the world to tell that identity, that story, through our CI, through our, our branding, through our how yeah. our buildings appear, the aesthetic and design of our very offices, that when you walk in, um, you've got the artworks, you've got the furniture. I mean, there's, there's so many spaces in which you can collaborate and start to use core strategic funding. Um, but we need to get our artists in the space that they become appealing to the corporate mm. mindset around that. And that's mm. where Baza plays a, collect, a collaborative role. And where government comes in, right, is to, is to then create an enabling environment, supportive spaces, access to data, access to, um, particularly in the marginalized township areas, rural areas, access to education. Um, and so we, we bring that collaboration together, those conversations. We may not be responsible for the execution, of that mm. but the those who, must, who are able to do must come together and find a way to see each other in a way that says as a nation we need to move away from pockets of prosperity in a sea of poverty and start to collaborate in a way mm. that all of us are sustainable and grow together in the best way that we know how yeah sustainable that's the key word you know we're not trying to just fix problems we're trying to fix them but let it be sustainable. Once you've helped this artist, once you've you know, created a beautiful marriage between commercial and creative, can it live on? <laughs> uh, which is, I guess, the big question. Ladies, I think at the top of my mind, you know, and, and maybe for, for our audience and those who will be watching um, uh, this, this dialogue between us, what is Basa's mandate? And have we been able to to stick to that mandate for the past 25 years and does the mandate stay the same <laughs> you know um and yeah, whoever feels free to, to jump onto this one does the mandate stay the same um are we are we in a position where we have to relook what the mandate is or at its very core it's still the same maybe it's approach maybe it's the mechanism maybe it's the tools maybe that we now use but have we stuck to the mandate I would like to come in first and then definitely uh, Charmaine and Sangisa to, to follow because I'm sure we all have our views on this. Again, for a bit of background, 
um, since its establishment in 97, um, the key objective for BASA has been the promotion and development of business investment in the arts. And I believe that that is still very much the key focus and has to remain one if BASA wants to remain true to its original um, uh, objectives. It's a partnership between government and the private sector. It was set up as such, but for very much for BASA and its members to drive that uh, objective. All funding, of course, does come from government with the main objective of disbursement through the supporting grants um, program, which has over the past almost 25 years dispersed close on 42 million rand. So it's not insignificant by any means. So as far as I'm concerned, having been involved with BASA from almost from its inception, the key deliverable, this particular key deliverable of grant funding, together with reinforcing BASA's role as the leading research agency for the creative sector, um, are central to BASA's um, focus. However, yeah. we all know that change and adaptability are essential to any organization's success yeah. and survival. So BASA has adjusted to the challenges, not only the current challenges, but the general challenges, and applied its 25 years of expertise to serve its stakeholders. And therefore it's reached out and it's established partnerships with um, institutions, organizations, government, for instance, as examples, and without going into any detail, the DSAC debut program, Scale Up, uh, COSY in conjunction with the British Council. So I have no doubt that going forward, BASA will find the right tools in order to drive its mandate, its existing yeah. mandate, its core mandate, but also the challenges of the future. Yeah. Love that. Ladies, anybody want to jump on it? I mean, mandates are like cultures, right? They, yeah. <laughs> they evolve and adapt in response to um, circumstances, times, relevance, uh, and impact. And uh, we, I think Mandy is correct, our, our core, at our core, that's what we do. We are a nexus between business, um, government, and the arts. How we deliver that, I guess, becomes um, where the creativity and adaptability comes in. What we were, our response to COVID is, has allowed us to now package and, and consume content digitally, whereas before we thought we needed a live audience in order to be able to deliver a particular message or a song. Um, yeah. we've, we've seen the evolution of, of VCR CDs and now, you know, <laughs> streaming of, and, and so now we know that actually it, it, it behoves us to start looking at what are those connections? What are those collaborations looking like? How we deliver, who we partner with, um, and the delivery mechanisms and the impact and how we measure that are, are, are then, how we become more future ready, more future proof, become relevant to the next generation, will not be consuming content in any way, form 
or shape in the manner that we remember from our past yeah. and our introduction to the arts. They start out at this point and move forward. And so in seeking our own relevance, need to also recognize that our audiences are changing and our creatives are changing. Um, you know, changing. exactly. You know, mm. you you take a doodle and suddenly you're designing sneakers for a US brand. Um, <laughs> and this is what happens. <laughs> you know, and for me, that's the sustainable. This is where you start to target the central funding. Mm. This is where you start the collaboration that says I'm more than just a pretty face or a or a mm. you know a doodler. I am core to accessing new markets. I am core, and Africa is oh. becoming a key um, market consumer and, and, and market producer around some of those things. Uh, and that, I, I mean, we saw what happened with Black Panther, right? Suddenly what? everybody was going Wakanda on us and we'd been doing it all along. We'd had the Basutu blankets, we'd yeah. had all of the stuff. But it's, it's recognizing that our, our own, we don't have to change our DNA in order to access that which is bigger and broader. And we just need to be proud of who we are, stamp our mark um, unashamedly and move forward into, into the next yeah. quarter of a century and beyond. And I think we're very capable of doing that. The one thing I've always said is the superpower of Africans is resilience, right? Yeah. Resilience yeah. is our superpower. <laughs> time and time there's a, I don't know if you, if you, if you ladies are on TikTok, <laughs> but there's a, there's a, there's an analogy that they do where this lady's sitting with a bucket and uh, a glass of water and she's pouring how much of, of resilience or strength or humor that Africans were given. And I think she fetches like a whole big bucket to pour the water in to, to just symbolize that that's how much resilience Africans have been given. And I think it's a beautiful trait. Um, it's something that makes us unique. It's something that makes us stand out. Um, but there's spaces where we, we, we ought to not be resilient, you know, in the sense that we don't have to endure things that are not good uh, and then crown ourselves with resilience. And I think that's what Basa has come in beautiful to say, to say, as artists, you guys are doing well. You've kept the pace. You keep creating. You keep giving your best. But at some point, somebody's got to give you a break. At some point, somebody's going to hear you out. And at some point, somebody's going to give you an opportunity so that you can sustain yourself and you can do what you do at, at, its, at, at its top level. Ladies, we've been speaking about, and this is not part of our questions. This is me now throwing you guys into it. We've been speaking a lot about the legacy of Vasa. Um, and I think, Charmaine, you made reference to this, uh, to the founder of Vasa. And, and then you said, should be proud to see this room that we're in now that even through everything that's happened, we're still here 25 years later, uh, still keeping to the mandate, right? Uh, what legacy would you love to leave as an individual? Because I feel that you give, as individuals, so many uh, emerging artists an opportunity. What do you want to be remembered for in this space as your individual contribution? Mandy, you've been here for years. <laughs> um, your contribution, when we think back um, of Mandy, Vasa, what should come to our mind? If I look at the incredible creative talent that we have in this country, um, mm -hmm. where at times, as we've said earlier, 
the most challenging uh, times that, that many artists have had to survive, not only because yeah. of the pandemic, many other reasons as well, and how they have managed that resilience, that creative resilience is there. And I do not think that the artistic community will ever lose that. And yeah. as Baza, we need to make sure that that creativity remains supported, remains relevant, encouraged, and it continues and develops into something very, very big. If I can look back and think that to some degree, no matter how small, I managed to contribute to that, I would be very happy for the 12 years that I've spent as part of the Baza board. Do you see why I call you guys Charlie's Angels? Charmaine, <laughs> let me come to you. <laughs> um, I mean, you've chaired, and I, and I alluded to it a little bit earlier on, it's probably one of the most difficult seasons um, in the world, and even more so for, for the creative industry or sector. What, what, what's your legacy within Basa? What do you want to be remembered for? Um, before I answer, I'm going to just answer Mandy's question to say, Mandy, yes, you have contributed. And it is on that note that I've actually asked you to support and help lead Baza during my tenure. Uh, to answer your question, so thank you, Mandy. To answer your question, mm -hmm. Rorisang, um, I just want to be remembered for the leader that basically led with heart and mind. And when you actually have that combination, it's pretty powerful. And for me, uh, Lorisang, and to everybody listening, I think the power of love and kindness, most people see it in leadership as a weakness. And through my mm. personal journey, as well as through my business journey, I demonstrate the strength of power of love and kindness and how important yeah. it is, because I do believe it is the solution to many of the worldly challenges. And my legacy, I think, is social cohesion and bringing everybody, not just a certain sector of people, but if you look at the board as well, it is representative of our rainbow nation. I pray that into the future, it doesn't actually just embody a certain specific grouping of people. It should always have that diversity because that's the power of creativity and having different minds on the board and to the table. My yeah. legacy largely is music is my thing. And the Rise South Africa <laughs> song was such a powerful collaboration, I would say, between the AA South Africa, which is the corporate, as well Automobile Association of South Africa, and an NPO that showcased emerging artists. That Beautiful. collaboration that Barca facilitated, Rise South Africa, giving hope, igniting hope, demonstrating the importance for us to work together to move the country forward, is powerful. So Baza actually championed and made that connection. But more than that, those artists have got income. Recently, we shot with Randall Abrahams a video showcasing these talents. And my hope is wow. through the TV, radio, international exposure, these artists are appreciated um, by, the, by their talent and get repeat mm -hmm. work and showcase what South Africa has to offer. But it had a multi-pronged approach. It's love, it's peace, it's unity, it's embracing everybody. It's about leading with passion because you genuinely care and you genuinely want to make a difference. 
this is what Barca brings. And I was proud to be part of whatever little contribution to, to, to even experience it. It's just beautiful. And I believe we can do more of those collaborations. And, yeah. and, and we don't even have to go, just picking up on Zingisa's point, we don't even have to go to each corporate. We can go to Business Leadership South Africa. We can go to Business Unity South Africa and go, you have members. We have this offering. Can you just sell this to them to be able to mobilize our economy, get the repeat work, and demonstrate what power emerging artists can help for ourselves, yeah. for our country, and our economy? If we can do that, continue to do that, I can leave this earth in peace. <laughs> You'll leave with a little shimmy dance. <laughs> I will do that too. <laughs> Uh, Zingi, so you, you obviously are, are joining the family. Um, uh, you are our current chair. Um, so much to look forward to. I think looking back at the legacy of those 25 years, it, almost, it feels like it's a great space to be in, you know, uh, charting forward. What would you like um, that when it's all said and done? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, um, that was your contribution. Or maybe let me ask you like this, what is that? What's on your heart to see change? Like, what, what do you think about it and go, whew, if that one thing or if that one process can take place or that one opportunity can open, I'll feel like, woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So I, I go, I'm very intentional about where I, I give of my time, my effort, and my um and my skill set, I guess, right, or my experience. And that intention for me is always um, marked by what I learn as much as I, as much as I share. I can never have a monopoly on the answer to the problem. And I think mm. for me, it's, it's that collaborative philosophy that underpins BASA that resonates with me, is that Alone, alone, you can't go very far. That African saying that says, yeah. if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yeah. Um, and that those, I may not get to the end of the journey with you, but whatever contribution I may make in paving that portion of road or walking that portion of road with you, um, let it get us. So if bosses still stay, I need to leave an organization better than what I found for one thing. So I can't destroy that which has been built. Um, I need to add on to it, but it cannot, the, the opportunity, the problem, the solution is so much bigger than me. Um, I think mm -hmm. where I'm really strong is, is in that collaborative space is bringing people who are good at what they do to be their best selves, whether it's internally within BASA or the stakeholders outside of our, that, that rely on us, whether it is for support, for programs, for data, for funding, for guidance, for skills, capacitation, for whatever. If we can leave you better than it was when you came into our space, then we've done our bit. Ladies, thank you so much for, for having this conversation with me here today. Uh, thank you for your contribution, your individual contribution. Um, uh, we just hope that uh, you'll continue to do the good work that you're doing. And uh, we're grateful that BASA gives you this platform to do that. And uh, we love to see it. <laughs> um, uh, and so we meet again. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Larissa. Bye. Bye. Bye.